I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. It's the one we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the Somerset Men's Premier Cup quarterfinal, I think, or it might be some kind of round preview show. So strap in, buckle up. It's going to be Poulton Rovers o'clock all over here. And here to join me is Mr. Poulton Rovers aficionado himself, Mr. Ben Barrett. As you were saying that, I didn't know which one you were going to refer to. And that says <laughs> quite something, doesn't it? About um, what you know about Bolton Rovers. Yeah. That cut deep, actually. Yeah. And a man who was mingling with the stars in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, the bowels of Yeovil on Saturday night. It's a slightly bleary-eyed and uh, headed uh, Mr. Ian Perkins. Hello. 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 <laughs> I wasn't mingling with anyone. Wow. Uh, I, I, I was in the same place as someone. Else. I was in the same place as well, people. Well, I think that's mingling, don't you, Ben? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to mingle with anybody in the bowels of anywhere. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, was it Yo, Yeovale uh, Country Park? Is that right? Is that what they call it? Leisure Park? Yeovale? Oh, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that general Bowl. complex is called Yeovale, isn't it? I got no idea. Oh, there you go. He comes to something with a man who lives nearly 300 miles away. Well, I, more. Thought, I thought Frankie and Benny's was still open, but it had shut for like three years, hasn't it, when we spoke before? That's true. That's Deb, true. Deb's had to tell us that it's no longer a thing, and no. there's nothing there now anyway. Nothing. Nothing, mate. I can tell I, you exclusively that he, that Ian is on the orange juice. 
yeah. this evening as opposed to fermented apple because of possibly a couple too many fermented apples on Saturday it, evening. This is it's actually it's orange juice and lemonade because I, I was on the vodka and orange juice. Oh, <laughs> so it, I <laughs> oh it's a biggie. Wow. It's a biggie. Vodka and orange juice. And, and tell us, are you a Hollywood bowl? Were you bowling? Yes, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get on bowling? Uh, I warmed up in the second game and managed to get a respectable 100. I'm okay. shite at bowling. And, and, okay. All right. uh, well, and where did that uh, place you in your, your group? Uh, we had two teams. Were you in the Champions the team, League spot? The team, the team I was on won. I think I got the second highest score in that. Oh, okay. Right, okay. But I, I, I really don't care about bowling. Oh, I, I don't. <laughs> did you use the bumpers? No, no, no. Did you use a little thing that you like roll the ball off? No, no. You didn't need that. Child, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But then, uh, but more to the point, who who did you, who did you see? Who were these stars you were mingling with? Um, it was a seagull botherer. Oh yeah. Uh, a captain, George Dawes. A captain, his toolmate, and a striker. Oh, a striker. Okay, well, we haven't got many of them, so that narrows it down <laughs> to at least three people. And again, just to peel back the curtains, he'd had enough of vodka and orange juice that he saw the striker twice, yeah. according to our WhatsApp chat. <laughs> name, name, same name again, and the other one here. Hang on, twice. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Dave, well, what did you do with your Saturday when Yeovil Town went around to ruin it? I watched uh, Notts County ruin uh, Chesterfield's night instead. Uh, so I watched Chesterfield versus uh, versus Notts County. Did you see uh, did you see Macaulay Langstaff's goal? Yeah, not bad, that. Beautiful little touch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then he was interviewed at the end of the game, and he was obviously so excited. You know when someone from the northeast of England is excited, they sound like they're on double speed, like they've sped up the, um, the tape or something. He was just rapid. I could not understand a word he said. Absolutely nothing at all. But he was very <laughs> excited to be there, I think. So, yeah. So that's what I did. And then I had salt and pepper, spare ribs and chips. And then I walked home in the dark and got WhatsApps from Ian talking about how much his taxi home cost. Oh, don't. <laughs> Which don't. I'm, I'm still not convinced that's a lot of money. I'm convinced it's a small fortune. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to name well, the cab firm, Ian? Are we, are we naming the cab firm? Are you allowed to name uh, and shame? I, well, I'm not. I, oh, I, th- I, I think it's the price. I was fully expecting it to be that around that cost so so from Yeovil uh, former, former director club. former director of the football club taxi yeah. firm right <laughs> so you radioed in for a cab and uh then they turned up and they took you to your house somewhere uh about six miles away i think you said i i don't know i don't know how far it is I think well. I think you looked at it six, six, six miles. I mean, okay, you've thinking. looked it up. <laughs> yeah, and um, and it was how much? Uh, Twenty-two pounds and fifty English pence. Okay. Is, that, is that including a tip, or do you just pay that and run? Uh, that was a contactless card payment, and see ya. Right. And he stumbled out with a vodka and orange still in one hand. Mm, okay. All right. Well, that's just. Uh, I mean, it used to cost me. It used to cost me twelve quid to get from the middle of town just. To, 
back home within the Oval. Yeah. Like, however many years ago when I used to go out. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think that was too bad at that time of night in the Oval. But anyway, there you go. What do I know about your Oval taxi prices? Eh? I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I know nothing. Uh, ben, what did what what did you do with your Saturday after there was no football to ruin it? Um, I I endured a soft play. Oh, yeah. That that's. I mean, that's that's the depth of hell, isn't it, on earth? <laughs> like that is that is one of the worst places to endure a Saturday afternoon. It is. That's tough going, man. That's tough going. Um, You've not been a Weymouth recently. No, I haven't. You're right. <laughs> Chard. So, um, oh, wow. He's on the Chard again. He's laying into Chard. <laughs> the people won't be happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> the no, Zembard no. Lane Mafia will be on to you. <laughs> <laughs> the Zembard Ultras. Um, I, I, I jest, of course. Um, yes, I went to a soft play. Children with, there was a birthday party within the friendship group. Uh, we went there. We had... Not a friend's birthday. It was a birthday party within the friendship group. <laughs> yeah, um, there was there was some fun that was had, uh, not by me. Um, Do you think this was a Ben? You've got to take the kids to this party. Well, we, we all had to go. Oh, we, okay. It was a team effort. Um, <laughs> you have to get through this stuff together whenever you have the chance. So that was that was my and then I just recovered after that. To be honest with you, yeah, kind of. How does one recover? <sighs> Doing is very little. It's 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 an emotional time. You've got you've got to like process it afterwards. Did you get to go on any of the soft play? No, it's not even that kind of soft no. play where you can no. you can get a little bit of a going because you've got to help out. Exactly, it's oh. rubbish. So like t- so tomorrow. So maybe as you're listening to this, I'm taking the boy trampolining. Oh wow! Okay. And I can I can go on the trampolines. I have the special socks, and amazing. Well, looking forward but- to that. That I can do. Don't strain yourself, Ben. That's all I'll say. Well, we don't want you, we, we, we don't want you out for four to six weeks. This WrestleMania I'm, season, Ben. Do whatever, is, do whatever is, needs doing. Exactly. I there. I used to be able to do front flips, and I'm. And I think they're coming back out tomorrow. Four fifty splash. I think. I think that I might go full Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Good. Get the lad filming this <laughs> happening, please. <laughs> yes. So well, now we've covered off what we did on, on Saturday night. How many minutes was that? Uh, I think I think we're up to about eleven now. <laughs> Is that enough? Yeah. So that's Poulton previewed. Okay. Yeah. Poulton. <laughs> Poulton. They lost at the weekend. I saw that. They did. Poulton yeah. Rovers. Yeah. They lost to AFC Totten. Now I don't know if that's a good thing or if that. Well, obviously the loser isn't a good thing, but I don't know if that um, AFC Totten are a particularly high-ranking team, but. They do have Scott Rendell up front, formerly of this parish. P- Poulton do? No, other one, Totten. Oh, AFC Totten, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, the win. They, they haven't won in the last three. And they had a lot of postponements at the beginning of January. So, yeah. What but team do you think we're going to be putting out? Oh, I was talking about Poulton Rovers, but... Um... Yeah. yeah, I know, but what team do you think we're going to be putting out against Portland Rovers? I think it'll be quite a strong team. I think because we haven't played for a week and he'll be, um, he, as in Mark Cooper, will be thinking of Notts County coming up at the weekend. Um, they've obviously played a bit, so I think he will want to get some minutes into some legs. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a near enough full-strength team to start with, followed by maybe some... Uh, 
young young'uns um, coming on at some point. You'd like to think there would be some young'uns given the chance. But we've played in this tournament already, haven't we, against Taunton? Is it Taunton we've been Yeah, in? yeah. Yeah, taught them a lesson from the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. Won the big one. In the competition that counts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. More so than the World Cup final. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you'll play a strong team. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think he needs to, after a couple of weeks off, it's sort of getting that energy back, isn't it? And making sure everyone's fit. I suppose some of those players have had a little bit of a chance to recuperate, Josh Staunton in particular, after his um, knee woes. Um, he wasn't knee sliding down Hollywood Bowl then? Uh, no. no, I didn't see it. No. If you did, you didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> if I speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think, obviously, we've made a signing as well. It's whether we're likely to see um, Ryan Law Ryan come in. Um, although Jamie Record can play in this one, can't he? I think. Well, he, he's he's available, he's available now. He's, yeah. His suspension is done. It's an odd one. We'll, we'll maybe get to the signing in a little bit because obviously it's a welcome addition to the defensive line. Because I, I agree with you. I I think he'll go nearly full strength. I don't think he'll stop the keepers. I think Grant Smith plays. I think he'll, he might throw um, an extra attacker in because if there's an opportunity for one or two of these to get a goal, make themselves feel a bit better then he will, if that means sacrificing a midfielder. Maybe Staunton gives gets the extra few days to rest and make sure he is right for, for Notts County. What I think he'll fear, if anything, he'll fear that Bromley game again. We went in rusty, stuck in a horrible 45 minutes and up against a good Notts County team, going rusty there and it could be carnage quite early. So I think he'll want to make sure that any cobwebs have been well and truly dusted. And yeah. do you think any of the younguns will uh, get get too many minutes? Some of the some of those who uh, maybe have been out on loan. Yeah, Ben, do you know anything about players that we've got out on loan? No, the official site hasn't done an update in a little while, so I haven't really been able to keep uh, across it all. To be honest with you, um, yeah, no. Um, I we saw that um, Sam Hodges had trained with the first team. I think he's quite a centrally minded midfielder. And I wonder if that's the area where we might be a teeny tiny bit lighter and you don't want to risk a Lawson Diaz. Maybe Charlie Cooper's still feeling it a bit. Josh Taunton's still feeling it. So maybe he gets a he gets some time on the pitch. You give Cooper an hour, let him sort of get the muscles going and then and then pull him and give someone else a go. I think I think we would like to see the goal scorers given a chance. And I hope that Ben Jarley and, and probably Bateson are, are at least involved in the squad or uh, you know, are travelling with the team and the rest of it because I think they are the club's top scorers in one form or another. So they should be sort of given that chance to to be in and around it because otherwise, what's the point of this whole competition? We could have done a South End and just pulled out, but actually this falls quite nicely for everyone. And yeah, I hope I hope we do get a bit of involvement, even if not necessarily sort of minutes on the pitch because I think he will go quite strong. Um, I think he might use Bevan because Bevan isn't available. So he might use Bevan and somebody else. Um, yeah, I, I I think he'll go quite strong and he'll want to 
get some confidence into his strikers, maybe. The youngsters yeah. have had quite a lot of football in the last week or so, haven't they? That's the mm. thing. You know, they played on, was it Wednesday? They played in the National League Under-19s Cup. Mm-hmm. And then they played at the weekend as well. Mm. Some of them yeah. played on the Tuesday night. So some of them were involved on the Tuesday night. Uh, Sam Hodges wasn't, but the keeper was Rob Hollard. Um, yeah. he, he played for Gillingham on the Tuesday and then went straight into a midday kickoff on the Wednesday. Um, and um, Benjani and Jake Graziano both played at the weekend as well. They lost to Torquay. They were both in the, uh, in the Oval. Because Sherbon didn't have a game, so they were back in there. So you are right, there is a lot of football, but they also all had a two-and-a-half-week gap where no football was played at that level where everything was just abandoned left, right and centre. So um, maybe Ollie Haste, because he hasn't really been playing for Truro. He could be involved. Um, yeah, Toby Stevens gets regular game time down at Plymouth, so maybe he isn't one that's desperately needing minutes. They were all there at the under-19 game. Yes. Uh, Stevens was on the bench, I think, because he played a full 90 for Plymouth or played an hour for Plymouth the night before. So I imagine that might have been a bit harsh for him in the middle of midfield. But yeah, it was good to see them all back in. And that's, that's a, it feels like a good result, that. I mean, we don't know an awful lot about the standard of Bournemouth under-19s, but nice to be able to get a result. And it's Dover next in the next round. Nice. I saw 10 minutes of it and then had to go back to work. And then when I got back to work, I looked on my phone and seen we'd scored like three goals. So that was good. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> I like it. 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 I like. Yeah. Um. Should we talk about the uh, new signing? Oh, okay. Uh, We can talk about the new signing if you like. No, it's fine. We've got a backup left back finally after however many months of the season. Don't need him. Records back. Well. (laughs) He played. I didn't realize quite how much he had played at the um, at Gillingham. I know Gillingham weren't obviously haven't been doing well, and they they've now been taken over, haven't they, Gillingham? So I think they're probably bringing in some 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 big names. But he played like twenty odd times for them um, in League Two up until November, I think. Maybe got recalled then. So yeah, he's got some recent experience in um, the football league, which is more. More, more experience than any of our other players have had re- re- recent experience anyway. I'm more than happy if we want to make a habit of signing players that have played in the league above this season. That's a good mm. habit to get into. Yeah. And, and players that have worked with Darren Way. Yeah. Well, he'd, uh, I think he'd be, I don't know because he, he got his debut in 2018, didn't he? And Darren Way was obviously getting us relegated, um, was obviously Yeovil Town manager at the... Uh, <laughs> 2018. So I don't know whether he had progressed. Uh, he may not to, have crossed over. Yeah, he progressed to the because um not like was, Finley. Yeah, it was Kevin Nankerville, Nanceville, can't remember his name now. The um first team coach at Plymouth that was quoted talking about him. Uh, okay. Yeah, as opposed to Darren White. But I did ask a Gillingham podcast about him. Did you? What did I say? I was like, I was like hey, what do you know? And they said, morning. Uh, should be a good fullback for the National League. He likes to get forward and has a good delivery on him. Defensively, can be caught out and can be pushed around by bigger opponents. I hope he does well, though. Well, Thank he's you. got the backing of unnamed Gillingham Pod. Uh, the ME7 podcast. ME7. Me7. Me, 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 me. <laughs> seven. Yep. 
seven times. There we go. We've covered the uh, me, me, covered me. the signing. Yeah, covered. Done. What Done. next? Plans. Plans. The Which plans, ones? The plans that emerged on Twitter on Friday with lots of lines and scribbles and like a, and, and houses and houses and yeah. and four football pitches. Yeah, four football pitches. Well, I mean, I I, I know um, that, that those ones hadn't been seen. Um, those particular plans hadn't been seen, but similar things had been uh, had been seen over the past couple of years, basically showing the large scale, wide scale, or proposed, shall we say, because none of this is um, is a definite plan because nothing's gone in um, to South Somerset District Council that we're aware of as a this is a plan that we would like you to um, take a view on. So. But yes, there were there were lots of houses all over over that one. Whereas I think the ones the, there was one that came out from the Glovers Trust, wasn't there? But that's probably a couple of years ago now, and that had yeah, a hotel that and like retail units and yeah, the, the three G was still in the where the three G is now. Three yeah, G yeah. is um, on those ones, but yeah. they were obviously you know they they were less plans and more drawings of like here's what could happen could happen rather than you know these look a lot more detailed don't they in terms of look how many houses we can cram together yeah yeah and i mean the the, the whole thing about moving the pitches was obviously mentioned when they uh, redrew the boundaries of what was core and what was non-core land a, a couple of months ago where they they talked about moving the 3g pitches or a variation of them because like you say it's gone from one to to four um onto land which is own i can't remember what they call it it's a long leasehold yeah, land like or a, something which is that strip lease that's it yeah that strip of land along the um western avenue isn't it and the and the car park there yeah so yeah so i think that that was about but yeah the sheer density of housing around the place is yeah quite a quite a lot but i imagine that um residential development probably makes you quite a lot of money in quite a if you certainly if you've got planning permission to build that density of housing in that uh, space, I imagine that a housing developer would pay you an awful lot of money for um, for that land, because then they'd be able to sell all those houses, presumably, um, for a tidy sum. But yeah, God knows where anyone's going to park the car. No, yeah, God knows. And I think it's you know great that we've finally been consulted on the plans, as yeah. was promised. Um, yeah, they just got okay. appeared on it, Twitter. And obviously, this thing on. The other thing that we don't really know what it is, but there's that planning permission mm. that's gone in on SSDC, isn't there? With mentions Yeovil Town Football Club. Yeah, but it's, there's no documents. So, I, 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 I tried to look at this, and I think it's the preempting of a request for an environmental information assessment i think the eia is so that basically you can ask the council if we were to um put a planning application in for this plot of land do we need an eia 
to which the council can go, nah, you're all right, just chuck us the application. Or they can go, yes, you need a full EIA, which is like, what trees have we got to cut down? What rabbit holes have we got to cement in? All that kind of stuff. Do we need to go and put some endangered species down on those if, pitches? It would almost certainly mean that they cannot develop on them. I've got bats in the loft. I could try and get some of them out. That brilliant. I, if you could, I I can lay my hand on a greater crested newt if I need to. <laughs> They're <laughs> everywhere around here. I tell you. There's, uh, your, there's your title. Planning, planning, and the, planning. And the picture, Perkins. Yeah, <laughs> planning applications around here got knocked back left, right, and centre. And one councillor once said to me, "They're so rare. They're bloody everywhere. <laughs> they are, but nowhere else in the country, it seems." But well, bring a bring a shoebox. Full of yeah. them, so. shoebox full of newts. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, um, and then obviously the Glovers Trust had their meeting with SSDC as well and released the notes, um, the notes from that, which uh, I thought was you know interesting. I think the meeting was a week ago or so, but um, I thought the people that attended, in terms of uh, on the uh, trust side as such having Andrew Skirt in there who's obviously a, a well-known supporter and um, has been quite vocal about his views on what the council have done on on Facebook um, it seemed like quite a strong <laughs> a strong group to go in there and obviously not all the questions that were put to the council or not all the questions could be put to the council so they're going to come back in, in writing um, on some of them um but i mean the thing the thing that really sticks out to me and it is something we already knew but what really bugs me is this whole core land and how the core land was changed like totally under the radar mm. like, like it wasn't you know what this wasn't in full transparency this is what we've done it was oh they can put houses on that bit now to, to remove the weather well, 3G is and all of that area. Yeah. Mean, and the right. top pictures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then when, when we inquired about it, we were told, well, it all happened before the deal was done. It's like, well, yeah, but nobody told anyone, did they? So, right. And people asked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because just because those who were involved in the deal knew that doesn't, um, um, yeah, it doesn't make it right, I don't think. No. And I, I keep going back to the thought and I, of this land that we, we moved to. I mean, how many times, if you go back to the 1990s, the supporters of this club saved the club from going into, uh, going into administration by raising money, money for it. So what ownership do the supporters of the club have? I mean, maybe not financially, but surely... We can't be held with so with, with, with such contempt that uh, we're, we're not entitled to know anything about such an important decision. When, in reality, if it weren't for the supporters of this football club, that wouldn't be there. That would have gone at least twice. Um, certainly, even in my lifetime, that would have gone twice. And yet, this is the way this is the way we're treated by, but not just the um, the owners of the uh, of the football club, but also by an elected body as well, an elected body that uh, gives taxpayers money out to um, to people to pay off uh, debt that they racked up. So, uh, I genuinely think 
it is just a commercial deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there is no, you know, they can dress it up as saving the club when the reality is the club survived for a couple of years yeah. <laughs> before this deal was done. And Were we yeah, really in that were... much peril, though? Were we really? What? Yeah, exactly. I don't think we were. We took out a load of loans, but that's, you know, the club's going to have to pay that back eventually mm-hmm. or not, as people may think. Um, I don't know. It just stinks. It stinks since it came out. And <laughs> no one's going to come out of it with any glory other no. than a shitload of money in their back pockets after it's all said and done. Yeah. Well, like you say, well, the council... from May, the football club have got to start paying rent to the tune of yeah. however many thousands. Thousands of pounds, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> fortunately, we'll have revenue streams aplenty by then, won't we? To pay the, pay the rent, I'm sure. We'll, we'll find out about them any, any day now. The fans forum, we'll find out about it. The fans I'm going to say it's all covered in the fans forum, isn't it? Will be. It will be, yeah. Yeah, sure. exactly. Of course it will. The one that happened already. <sighs> Uh, right. <laughs> Should we take yeah. some questions? Yes. Bunch of questions already. Right half now, aren't we? And and we have got the fans five as well on this episode that I recorded oh, earlier. We have, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and I, would I just... I've been I've been I've been WhatsApped some questions. That be? Yeah. Ooh. What's this all about? Check, yeah. They're yeah. taking questions on the on the sly. Yeah, absolutely. Someone slid into my WA and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So this is actually, these questions are from, oh, actually, no, maybe let's leave these to the end. Yeah, leave these, these, these feel like end, end of um, end of questions ones. Have we got any that are about uh, topical current affairs? Um, as in like Liz Truss is back type questions or... <laughs> she- yeah. I mean, if you want to ask that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, uh, James Drew says, what do you think the score would be if our 0203 conference winning team played our current squad? Well, it'd be a massacre, wouldn't it? I think it would be 4-0. Yeah, at least. To the 0203 team. At least. Presumably, this is them at the peak of their powers, as opposed to now. Might be a fairer game if it was now. <laughs> okay, let's. If you drop that peak of their powers 0203 team into this national league, mm-hmm. how many points do they win the title by? Probably rack up hundreds, don't they? Maybe, unless Wrexham sign all the players. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dexter Tyson says, Good evening. Good evening, Dexter. Evening. Pick Hiya. your England five aside team, but you can only have one player. In any order from the 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and 20s. Oh my so a five aside. Oh, climbing. Psyche O'Reilly. We might have to think about this one, might we? Ryan Robson was in the 80s. He was quite good, wasn't he? That's what they tell us, yeah. <laughs> Dave, was Brian Robson good? I mean, to be honest, to be honest with you, I don't really remember Brian Robson that much. He was always injured whenever I remember. What did he? What position did he, was he? A midfielder. Midfield, central midfield. Okay, so he's in midfield. Gary Lineker's my nineties. You got Gascoigne in there, sure. Yeah, Gascoigne's the nineties guy. Was he still playing in the noughties? Yeah, but he was. Yeah, we, yeah. 
<laughs> he was he was he was leathered most of the time by then. So. <laughs> okay, so now I've got two midfielders. Yeah, Gaza. Uh, Striker's got to be what Rooney, Shearer, yeah. Michael Owen. Have Harry Kane from the twenties. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Harry Kane from the twenties. Who you got in goal? Can we Top go Dave, David Squad Seaman from the noughts? Mm, he got lobbed by him. Ronaldinho quite early exactly. doors. He well, was like like, out. You could have Peter Shilton from the 80s, couldn't you? He was a good goalkeeper. Played a, like, Okay, more. let's all right. Let's get Shilton in goal and yeah. kick out Brian Robson. Yeah. Shilton's in net. Um what about Sol Campbell from the noughts? We need someone at the back. Yeah. 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 Or Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Sol's at the back. We've got Gaza and Harry Kane up top. And we need another midfielder or another striker from the tens. Wayne Rooney. He can play in between. There we go. Okay. So Shilton, Sol Campbell, Gaza, Wayne Rooney, and Harry Kane. It's not bad that. Decent yeah. five. I bet Gaza that. was Gaza would have been a great five aside player, wouldn't he? He would have, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be leather before he came out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Matt Crivelli asks, who is slash was the fastest Yeovil player you've seen play? Gawley is probably mine. A Manqua up there as well. That was quick. Yeah, I, I think Elliot Watts has got it, actually, because he's written, if it's not Alan O'Brien, then it's the wrong answer. And Alan O'Brien, do you remember? He didn't play very much, but he was rapid. But I, I, I seem to remember him being quite small. And he was he was mm. like, but he was like a speeding bullet. Can I can I throw in Jordan Green? He Jordan was Green was pretty quick, yeah. He was almost too quick, like yeah. just leave the ball behind. <laughs> exactly. <So quick>. like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Weirdly, I seem to recall Nathan Smith being quite quick. He was like a Manqua kind of quick, wasn't he? He was he was quite quick. Mm-hmm. I do, and um, I seem to recall him making being made fun of. Did he have some like football manager stat that was like, hang on? I'm quick, but I'm not that quick. Right. Where, like, a football manager or... I'm going to have to Google it. Hang on. Let's see how good my memory is. Carry on. Uh, uh, Keanu Marsh-Brown, he was pretty quick, I seem to remember. He, was he wasn't quick. much else, but he was quick. While Ben's looking that up, yeah. uh, the OG, Paddy Horsington, asks, which clubs are we bigger than or similar size to in League One? The likes of Wickham, Exeter, Accrington and Cambridge spring to mind. Do you think of any other, any of the others? I'm just trying to give myself hope that one day we will return. In League One, did he say? Yeah. I need I need to I need to um reacquaint myself with who's in League One. It's been such a long time since I uh, I looked at League One. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say we're Cheltenham. They're in there. Morecambe. Yeah. Um, for now, aren't we? Forest probably, Green. Yeah, probably as big as Forest Green. Probably as big as Fleetwood. I'd say, but yeah, I mean, there's some big teams in there, isn't there? When you know, obviously Rovers, Sheffield, Ipswich, Bolton, Derby, yeah. Barnsley. That top six is quite big. Yeah, it's a Premier League Sport, top Portsmouth six. in the middle, Charlton as well. Yeah, yeah. But even take clubs like Oxford and Port Vale are probably. I know they they've not had great times in recent parts, but yeah. Look at like Burton Albion as well. Remember when we played Burton Albion? In, was it in the FA Cup or the FA Trophy? Trophy, when we won the trophy that year. It was it? like, you know, they were like a small team. Yeah, managed by Nigel Clough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, all right. There's a few then, Paddy. 
There you go. Good question, Paddy. He has also asked another one that I got no idea the answer to. Uh, What would a National League player and manager earn a year? What would a National League player manager earn a year? What about players, full time and part time? Enough to have a enough to have a big Saturday night out in Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And pay twenty two quid for a taxi. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they they probably don't live in. They they they, they live in town, won't they? I imagine they won't live in a Uh, leafy suburb like Ian. <laughs> Leafy suburb. <laughs> uh, get a uh, get football manager open, Paddy, and that might give you a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Chris Fox asks, "What's your favourite sweet?" Tang pastics. I was going to go Chris. Crisps. Chris. What's Chris? Oh, favourite sweet. Oh, Chris sweet. Right, I'm with you. That's brilliant. He'll appreciate that as well. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I, I was totally confused. But... <laughs> Crisps. Crisps. <laughs> yeah. Ben, you, have, uh, you must have yeah. had some yesterday. Uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've currently got some Haribo giant straws. They're a bit nice. they're a bit average, don't like them. Um packing a love hut. Tis the season. Um oh, shit, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, come on. Um that what Mrs. Barrett's getting. <laughs> <laughs> spare leftover love hearts from a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Um, I am I'm a Skittles kind of guy. Skittles, yeah. Yeah, give me a, give me a thing. Skittles. Um, anyone want Nathan Smith speed news? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Somerset Live. Stephen Dullback, friend of the pod, uh, wrote back in 2018. Why in Yeovil Towns Nathan Smith will be loving his stats on FIFA 18. The 30-year-old has earned a distinctive honour in the latest instalment of the hit EA Sports game. Yorktown... Keywords. All the SEO keywords. I was going to say, you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He has been... His 88 pace puts him head and shoulders ahead of the rest of the league's defenders. He is the third quickest defender on the entire game of EA Sports FIFA. He was quicker than him. Rosenborg BK's Jorgen Schwelkick. And San, Ho- and San Jose Earthcakes, Marvel Wayne. Earthcakes. Earthcakes. <laughs> <laughs> San Jose Earthcakes. <laughs> Who are. is this San Jose? <laughs> and how do I buy his earthcakes? Because they sound good. <laughs> um, yes, so there you go. Um, club have a transfer budget of 937 grand on the game. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Who says FIFA's not realistic? Exactly. Um Okay, moving on from Nathan Smith's speed news. Uh, Andy Cleave asks... Cleave <laughs> No, he doesn't ask. Why does he always do that? Not a question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These are questions, Cleave Come on. It's clear. This happened last week. GCQs, not GCOs. GC statements. More of an observation. Our head groundsman seems to have moved on to Pastures New to join Exeter Rugby. The fallout from Altrincham postponement may have played its part and lack of respect? Question mark. Not well, sure. There was a question there. There was a question there. <laughs> but it's kind of given. I, like how, I love how Cleo just like rolls into our mentions with just like what he's thinking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for, Cleo. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a post on Twitter of a, a rugby pitch. Yeah. Um. From Stuart Antel. So yeah, has moved on. It's a scorched earth transfer, isn't it? That yeah. <laughs> Very good. <Bunch>. Day. <laughs> well, well, 
good luck to Stu in his new career. That's what I say. And hopefully get someone who can paint the grass green. The grass is always greener. Um, <laughs> somewhere. It is now, anyway. <laughs> it will be greener than in front of the, the thatches. Have you, have you seen the latest green and white goals from Chris Angelo of um, Michael McKindo's debut at Boston? Yes. Or at Yeovil against Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. the pitch is, the, well. It's literally a plough field, isn't it? <laughs> I always oh. remember it getting stuck in the centre circle mm. and just the ball just like dropped and just wouldn't roll or move. I do, I do have some questions from Chris Angelo whilst uh, whilst we're here. He's, he's asked a couple on uh, Facebook. Let's do it. Can we do it? Yeah. How annoying is it to Very. see the, me- oh. the media fawning over Wrexham like they're some kind of underdog story, paying over the odds to get players to drop two levels? They're just this year's Rushton and Diamonds. How annoying on a scale of one to seven? Seven. Uh, nine. Nine. Oh, okay. Right. I, I can't right. stand them. Can't stand them, and I am going to laugh my jolly head off when they fail to go up again. Okay. Um, and his other one is with two big anniversaries this year, 2003 and 2013. Which season means the most to you? He does give his opinion. He says 2003 for me, which was pretty much a perfect season. We smashed loads of records. If only we'd had Jackson and Gore all season instead of having to wait until March for them to play together. I for me it's O two O three because I saw all of it. Whereas twelve thirteen I was I wasn't in Yobel, so I didn't go to many games and yeah, wasn't around. So yeah, for me that that season was just unreal, just going into games knowing you were gonna potentially score four goals or more. Uh, and just yeah. steamroll everything. It was yeah. I think also because that was the beginning of it, wasn't it? That was yeah. the, yeah, getting out of the non-league after 108 years. It was, uh, yeah. Not and fun. we had like a full, you know, stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Most weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, not full, but, you know, good good gates every week. It felt like a, a community club. It felt like <laughs> mm. maybe that's why I'm still holding on to that because <laughs> we saw what happened and what can be done when you, like, all bring it all together and harness it, but we're some way off. How I play devil's advocate, and I'm going to throw in 13 for me. Not that I don't love 03, and I think I'm just a bit concerned that I maybe didn't appreciate it as it was happening. I'm appreciating it more, I was going to say posthumously then, but no one's dead. <laughs> retrospectively. Um, retrospectively um, uh, so I think because I appreciated 13 as it was happening, and it was such it, an actual blooming underdog story. Thank you, Wrexham. Um, I'm going to say 13, and I know that might be, I might fall on the um, minority side of things there, but I appreciate 03 now. I didn't at the time because I'm maybe a bit too young, maybe didn't appreciate, maybe I thought that's what football was. <laughs> it was only when you go through a decade of utter dire tosh that you go, oh, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, for me, 13, just because I appreciate it at the time. 
Okay. Well, there is um, some other questions on Facebook, which whilst I'm here, I will ask. So Stephen Hallett says, without a football match, it's difficult to ask a question. Um, off the field, questions seem to be somewhat a waste of time without us. <laughs> you know where this is going. No? Um, <laughs> without us uh, knowing what is going on and if there are plans being drawn up for the area of um, for, for the ground and the area surrounding it. But what would you like to to see being built on the land that would benefit the club so, and someone's written alex ferguson's office so yeah <laughs> Hopper, gonna, no 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 francois oh. francois cannon who's um adrian hopper's picture. synonym yeah he's uh he's, he's picture yeah, he's, um, he's, a, he's actually the frog. <laughs> there he is oh. yeah so, um, yeah, he is Kermit the Frog. But uh, I don't know whether Sir Alex Ferguson is in his office in this uh, this, this, this setup, but I think we've... Um, I, I think Fergie's management days are, are long, long gone, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't want Sir Alex Ferguson's office built there. No. Would you have Nathan Jones' office in there? In a heartbeat. Mm. I sure. want a... <laughs> I want a a facility that makes the club seven day a week viable. Mm. It's so not difficult. Yeah. So a hall of fame on there and people use it seven days a week. How many times have we spoken about like, like, support and, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a skill alley and all sorts. Darts, pool. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Hollywood bowl down. Yeah. Yeah. Then Ian wouldn't, you wouldn't have to go so far if it was up there, would you? Yeah. It might be yeah, 15 yeah. quid to get home rather than 20 odd. Yeah. Um, I would like, as we are the only professional football club in Somerset, I would like it to be a proper footballing facility that caters for everyone. The yeah. women's team, the walking teams, disabled teams, everyone who wants to play football, there should be that facility yeah. that allows people to turn up and do it. And there are there are models for it. You haven't got to look far. I mean, I, I we joke about it at work because we at work I have Robbie Savage. He he does some stuff for us at William Hill, and he obviously part owns Macclesfield. But that is a seven day a week operation. That pitch is never empty. Mm. There are teams playing on it. There are sessions. There are things happening in the bar. There people just go there for a pint after work. But then there's first aid courses during that it's just it's non-stop nine to five seven days a week and in the evenings yeah and it just turns over money every and like like exactly like you say the entire footballing ethos of macclesfield which i don't know what it is comparatively to yeovil goes through that football club brentford have got something similar harrogate town i remember i remember uh, league two hippolyte got sent off we got battered um no first year of the conference that would have been conference, yeah hippolyte got sent off we got battered four nil the game nearly kicked off late because there were still kids playing on the pitch as part of their like local training sessions. They finished at seven thirty. <laughs> it's like it go, and that's on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and you just think, what? Why? How is this not happening? Like, yeah. So I completely agree with you well, that I, everything I mean... football wise should go through us in the same way everything cricket wise goes through Taunton. I think the pitches are used i think the, the community sports trust use them in the weeks yeah so cool. they do you know it is used um and obviously if those development 
plans go ahead, then there'll be four pitches for people to yeah. use. I was but, gonna play devil's advocate and say yeah. that, whether whether that is a point towards something. But I think it just it just feels like a token gesture. Like when you look at the location of them, it's like, oh, they're over here out of the way of the stadium. It, and there's, there's houses in between. Mm-hmm. And where are all the people going to park when they want to go and play football? If if you know, I didn't see much space for parking. Well, I did. For any of it. Like <laughs> I did. There was the word 200 spaces written on the 18-yard uh, box just by the Thatcher's <laughs> stand. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a handy place to put a lot of cars. Oh. But do you that's know what? It just feels like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive and sentimental, but it just feels like the football pitches should be next to the stadium so that, you know, if you're a kid playing football on that pitch, you can see, oh, look, I'm right next to the stadium and it's just that whole thing. But instead, you're next to Mrs. Goggins in number three, Darren And Wade. you know what she's like. She never gives a ball back when you kick it over the fence, does she, <laughs> Mrs. Goggins? She's always stealing balls. Sort it out, Goggins. Come on, Goggins. <laughs> anyway. Do you have any that, other questions on No, Facebook? that's all the Facebook questions. That's all on. Are you sure? Yeah. I've got another two on Twitter. Go. Uh, Hugh Hugh. Assuming won't, there won't be a late run by YTFC, win them all. <laughs> Who would you most like to see to part the top end of the National League? Likes of Wrexham and Notts County, because they'll just keep spending till they go up. Or is the hilarity of seeing Wrexham fail again worth suffering Hollywood for another year? Yeah, I think Ben has already nailed his colours to the mast on hilarity. <laughs> yes, I'd like I'd like Notts County to win the league because I think they've probably been the best team. And I'd like Woking to beat Wrexham in the final. Wow. Yeah. I would like to see Woking go up. They've never they've never they've never gone up, have they? No. No, I'm, I'm being genuine here. I know, Dave, but last summer, last summer, <laughs> I, I didn't care about Woking. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, and and it will make Robin Batchel happy, won't it? So if they go up, so there we go. And uh, Martin Lee asks, which player, past or present, would you like to spend the Valentine's meal with, and what would you cook them? Howard Farrington. What are you cooking him? Uh, beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon? Mm-hmm. Wow. Beef and wine. I'm going to have um, Pablo Bastianini over for a Ginsters. For a Ginsters? You, a you know Ginsters how to guy. treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I understand that Pablo liked eating the Ginsters. How do you understand that? Someone told me that. That he likes someone who Someone who played with him told me uh, that that was the problem. You just, oh, he liked too many against us. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Sam Foley, steak and potato dauphinoise <laughs> with um, seasonal veg. Seasonal veg? What season? Whichever one I can find in, in Aldi, to be honest. Nice. Likes dolphin wild potatoes. Huh? Dolphin nose potatoes, yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's all the questions. Are we yeah. good? We're good. 
Dave, any more questions? Are we good? No more questions for me. No. What about your WhatsApp? Question? Oh, yeah. I thought you had some end. Oh, yeah, end I did. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. Good job. Right. You guys remembered. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So these questions are from Matt Partridge, who does um, the photographs for the under 18s. So, um, hi, Matt. Thanks for letting us use your photographs of the under 18. So, um, obviously, the Super Bowl will have been and gone by the time people hear this. But he said, on this Super Bowl Sunday, US style questions. So, number one, which current player would you give MVP to for the season so far? Grant Smith. Correct answer. I think we all go for Grant Smith, yeah. Which former player do you think is most deserving of the most votes to make it into the Yeovil Town Hall of Fame? Harry Skiven. It's got to be. It's the only answer. It's a boring, boring answer so far. Come on, be more, be more hey, imaginative. You got, have you got any... You can't say Howard Forenton. Uh, um, super Gav. <laughs> super Gav. Super Gav, yeah. Just to be different to you two, but yeah. I mean, I give out also, but yeah. Um, uh, and then third question, what would be your snacks of choice during the big game? Not Polton Rovers on Tuesday, but tonight's Super Bowl. Snacks of choice. Are, are either of you watching it? Or are you into American Absolutely football? not. No. No, I just don't understand America. I've tried, I have tried, but there's just so many like breaks all the time. Eh. Oh, they throw the ball, and then it's like, all right, the next five minutes while we set up this play, and there's the end of the first quarter. And yeah, any any games that are played in quarters, not a fan. No, no, absolutely not. So, but I get, right, but... I get the hype, I do, and the you know, people just live it razzmatazz, yeah. But I just, yeah, if, if I was to stay up, I would need some, you know. Gatorade and yeah. some chili cheese dogs. Or stuff that, you know, will keep me awake. Uh, <laughs> with caffeine. Philadelphia in this one. They are. Yes. Yeah. So Philly cheesesteak. Love a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's a great show. I had one of them at a place at Disney called the Earl of Sandwich. Not Earl Sandwich of uh, Middle Street fame. But... um it's middle street anyway um uh, but no the earl of sandwich did a philly cheesesteak sandwich and it was amazing i would go back to florida for that wasn't earl of sandwich the person who came up with the sandwich um isn't he the person who first decided that his remaining meat should go between two slices of bread david <laughs> what a man david. does with his remaining meat is not down to you unbelievable jeff yeah <laughs> i think one of the um, one of the rexon owners is a big Philadelphia. Yeah. Didn't he part owner as well, Rob McElhenney? I think. Uh, could be. Could be. So those questions are from Matt in Marriott, a village near you. Not you up in the northwest, but you, i.e. Oval. I used to live in said, Marriott. Yeah. He said it as if I didn't know where Marriott was. I was like, I know where Marriott is. Yeah. Ben, do you know where Marriott is? Yeah, I play football against Marriott uh, youth teams more often than not every season. Always good at football. They were always good at football. It was annoying. Yeah. In the Perry Street League, didn't they? They're Perry Street League champions repeatedly. I remember they had um, Hung Dang, who played for us, who um, John Lukins, the late great John Lukins, always used to refer to him as a Vietnamese boat boy. Oh. Yeah, because he was of that uh, uh, origin. There you go. Right. Are we? Is that? Are we all questions? 
That's all your hungdang uh, anecdotes and questions. Yes. I I would like to finish with a question, and this would see us out to you two. Do more than anything. To finish with the fans five though. Yeah, I've got a fans five. Okay, that's fine. We can go to the fans five. That's coming up in a minute, but we'll finish this little bit with this final question to you two, and you two only. I see how no. Not Bono and the Edge, you <laughs> and you and you and you. How do you keep a couple of idiots in suspense until Thursday? I don't know. No, me neither. You find out when you tune into the next podcast. <laughs> oh dear. So I've spoken to Mr. Vern Edmonds of. Uh, this parish. He has been supporting Yeovil Town for 73 years, so it's fair to say he's seen everything there probably is to see. Um, yeah, so I spoke to Vern for Fans 5, probably the most experienced person who's ever been on the Glovers cast. Uh, it finishes a bit abruptly as he started to share his feelings on the current situation at the club, and I thought it's probably not suitable for air. So, uh, enjoy, Vern. Um, some of you who don't know... Uh, the local dialect may struggle, but Vern's <laughs> great. Enjoy. So I'm delighted to welcome to the Glovers cast to do his fans five and maybe even a little bit more than a five. Uh, the most experienced supporter we've ever had on the Glovers cast, I would say. Uh, Vern Edmonds, welcome to the Glovers cast. Evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Good, good. Uh, tell the listeners how long you've been supporting Yeovil Town. Well, I'm in my 73rd season. 73rd season. I um, can say I've been, because I agreed not to go until we get rid of Priest now, so there you are. <laughs> But I still support him. And uh, you've seen a lot over 73 years. Um, I I may already know the answer to this question, but can you remember your first game? I can't. I, do you know what? I've got the book out from Hentford to Hewish. And I can't remember, like, when I was five, six, a lot of it. Although Grandad took me then a few, only a few times, my first recollection really would be that I could really remember was about 1952 somewhere around the bend there when Ike Clark came as manager okay. um, yeah there were some bloody good players back in those days there was one player always stuck in my mind which was Nagy he was an Hungarian in those days, you didn't hear of many foreign players playing in England, did you? I don't know. <laughs> I no, guess not. <laughs> no, you didn't. I guess not. But we we had one, and his name was Nagy. And in that team that Mike, Mike Clark had, I think, if I can remember right, when um, Mike Clark was manager, that's when we had our first floodlights. I got a feeling... Yeah. And um, there was one or two other players I remember vividly. Johnny McKay, a little winger. Come, he, He's Scottish. 
he lived in Yeovil for the rest of his life after he came to Yeovil to play. And um, there was a few more like Dave Toppin, uh, Brown, and there was one player that always amused me. His name was Billy Lung. He played for Weymouth as well. In those days, Yeovil and Weymouth was real rivalry. Yeah. And um, Billy Lung, if you wanted a penalty, he'd fake one. <laughs> he was like rubber legs. He'd just fall down in the penalty area. And many a time he got us a penalty and it wasn't really a penalty. But there, that, that's a player that stuck in my mind. But over the years, we've seen some wonderful bloody players, mine. Um, of course, it was different in those days, look. You didn't play like you do today. You had a goalkeeper. You had a right back and a left back. You just had a center half. Then you had two half backs, right and left. Uh, you had two wingers, right and left. You had a center forward. And two what you called inside forwards, which was 10 and 8. And that's how you play. Wonder how they go today, Ian. <laughs> yeah, be a bit if open in the middle. That, if you played that system, mm. they, I don't expect they'd be able to play it, would they? Maybe one for Mark Cooper to try. Eh? Maybe one for Mark Cooper to try. Uh, if I ever met Mark, that's something I was going to ask, actually. Could he ever turn a team out to play in that formation? I think, but, I um, think Chris Hargreaves would have tried. Oh Christ! <laughs> um, that was a that was a failure from the start. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not get too we, we, too into don't that. Don't start, Ian. Don't start me on that because okay. um, I shall lose it. <laughs> <laughs> but going over the years, I've seen some wonderful football, and um, of course, Dad always took me, and well, Granddad took me to start with, and Dad had come as well. I can remember um, Norwich, what need in the league back in those days. Um, we drew them in the FA Cup. And um, Dad got me out there three hours before the kickoff to get me in front. And we lost 2-0. But um, that's a memory I've got. You, you've told me a funny story before about, um, was it family members bringing you a shirt of another team? Oh, yes. Um, we had an uncle live... Well, he wasn't re we called him uncle, but mum and dad met this couple in the war Yeah. and come friendly, and they'd always come to us for a summer holiday and always came to us at Christmas, Uncle Bill and Auntie Anne. And um, he were an Arsenal supporter. I don't expect I were about seven or eight. And one Christmas, he bought me an Arsenal strip. Well... I wouldn't wear it because it wasn't green and white. <laughs> so, um, no, I've been through and through. I've never wanted a big team like Manchester, Arsenal, Liverpool. Well, I, I like to watch them, but I couldn't support them. No. My team's been Yeovil Town all the way through. And in, um, in your, I'm, proud, I'm proud of that. In your 73 seasons as is there one player you can pick who, who stood out um oh, there's so many players you could really pick out in um what a goal scorer dave taylor was in his era and um uh they're, they're, really in later years 
The one that I really liked was Michael McIntyre. Yeah. McIntyre. He was one of my favourite players. But um, going back in the early days, um, if you you might ask me which is my favourite match, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's got to be when we went to Bournemouth and beat Bournemouth 1-0. Cliffy Myers scored one goal. Um, and then we drew Arsenal back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Dad. Here, you wouldn't be allowed to do it today. We sat in amongst all Bournemouth supporters. <laughs> and our oh, father could shout mine. He'd be locked up today, what he used to shout years ago. But um, we we played well that day. And they had a player called, um, oh, Christ, I can't think of his name now. Uh, I think of it in a minute. Was a goal machine. Yeah. And we kept them out the game, and we won one nil. And I think that's one of the best matches that you can say you won. I went to Fulham before that in the FA Cup, and three train load of supporters went out of Yeovil to go to Fulham that day. Mm. And um, we had a player called Harry Robshaw. He played it right back. Well, he swung the ball over from the wing and scored. And nobody knew why the referee disallowed it. Johnny Haynes played for, um, I expect one or two older people would know that, played for Fulham in those days. And um, we lost 4-0 up there, but that was an exciting day out. But, um, yeah, Bournemouth, beating Bournemouth, because they were good in those days. And um, Ted McDougall was his name. He was a striker, a goal machine he was. And we kept him out of the game. And Mike Hughes had a pretty good side in those days, didn't he? I don't expect you can remember that, Ian, can you? <laughs> I wasn't born then, Vern. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a, a favourite moment supporting the club? Is there any... Uh... Yes, I, I have, actually. Yeah. When we went to Wembley and beat Brentford. Yeah. That was magic. What that? It would, you can yeah. remember that. Yeah, I can remember um, that one. But absolutely, all the years I supported them, to think we got to the championship and we couldn't bloody stay there um, was a shame, really. But winning that game at Wembley, uh, do you know what? I got it on tape here and I watched it the other night. I felt a bit low and I uh, going through the telly there and I got Yovo and Brentford. I'm going to watch that and I watched it. Did, Brilliant tour. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever think you'd get to see Yeovil win at Wembley? Um, well, we went once before, and we didn't turn up when we played um, Blackpool, did we? No. A few years previous, but Gary Johnson was a totally different manager to Slady, and um, he knew what he was about. I still think he the best, one of the best managers we've ever had. Gary was. And you've um, seen a fair yeah, few. Yeah, and going back in the early days, when I went to school, one little story, um, I went to council school in Sherborne, and we had a fair team, and we won the North Dorset Shield, like for the league, for the season, and our sports um, teacher, he knew how much I liked Yeovil, and um, he arranged them. a dinner for us in the school canteen and mums and dads came and 
He got Jimmy Baldwin, the Oval Manager, to present us with all our medals years ago. Hmm. So that was a nice memory, that was. But, um, oh, we've had some wonderful days out with Oval. I know I don't go away like a lot of people do because of work commitments. But um, there weren't many home matches I didn't get there. And just but to... in the early days, I used to go and watch the football, come back and milk the cows after that, and then go back in and have a party with the players back in the 70s because <laughs> I was friendly with quite a few, Alan Herity, Paul Smith, um, a lot of them, Terry Cotton. I'm still friendly with Terry and Gene now. And Dottie Smith and all those, we used to have good nights out. And, um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask you to tell the listeners what your what your job is because uh, yeah they'll be wondering what on earth you what on earth I've you're up farmer, to. <laughs> I've got a farmer on me life milk cows in. Yeah. And um, we tried to revolve um, football and working. We always made certain we had our sport. Dad always my dad always liked his sport. Well, father, believe it or not, played for Oval as a goalkeeper. I'll tell you another little story how things are different today. Mm. Back when he was a schoolboy, he was going to have a trial for England boys. He must have been fairly good. And he told me he played for Yeovil. Well, I had to buy this book to see if I could find his name in here. And he's in here. So he was right there. <laughs> but uh, he was took ill before he went and had the trial yeah. for England boys. But Bristol City wanted to sign him. And my gran, his mum, wouldn't let him go because Bristol were too far away from Yeovil. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe it, can you, today? Oh, no. But, but that is true. Hmm. And, but, um, um, our father knew football inside out. And, uh, but he weren't afraid of shouting. <laughs> <laughs> it's rubbed off. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not so, I ain't so bad now, but I used to. <laughs> and, uh, what, uh, I think most listeners will hear this and, think uh, it means a lot to you, but what, what does Yeovil Town Football Club mean to you? Uh, it's my life, really. And I'm so hurt to think I'm not going. But I made a statement, and I put a little letter in the Western Gazette before this season started, what was going to happen, and I ain't far out. Mm. The only thing I hope never happens. I said at the end of my letter, we'll be the next Bury in Macclesfield, but hopefully we won't be. But um, I don't think things are too good now, so let's hope things change. There are, and I can get back and watch them. But yeah. the only match I went and seen, I was badgered into going. <laughs> because I, I'm on the board of the trust. I feel very guilty of not going, but they badgered me into going, and I went when Chris Hargreaves was manager and honest to God you'd see better football at Mudford Rack on a Sunday morning two pub sides than what you saw out there that day <laughs> what I'd game heard. was it I can't, I can't, I can't remember, remember which one it was but I think we drew nil nil but we never had a bloody clue <laughs> we didn't have a clue I tell you what, I said after I left there, I said, well, if this is the football they're going to serve up, I'm glad I'm not coming. Mm. But I think it's a bit better now, isn't it, Ian? 
Yeah, I I would say so. Although if you'd watch the well, first, we still can't score goals. <laughs> we lack a bloody good striker. Yeah, we've been saying I, that I for, see, for years. I don't like I don't like Fisher. I think he's lazy. I don't know. I think Fisher he he scored a good goal at the weekend. Yeah, but that's the only one he scored for months, isn't it? Uh, he he scored a couple when Mark Cooper first came in. Um, but I think we we just struggle to be consistent in front of mm. goal and yeah I think Alex Fisher yeah. he's got he does have goals in him but not enough regularly I would say mm. but who knows who knows maybe it'll click at some point um, need to stay up this season well um, if we can just stay up but you see we wouldn't have to lose many Ian and those below us are winning a few before we're pulled back down into that relegation area, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I looked at I, I have the Western every week and I looked at the league table um yesterday when I got it. And we're only four points away. Yeah. And we got some hardish matches coming. We got Notts County's the next match. Well if we were to get a result out of that, that would good, but I can't see us getting a result, can you? Well, <laughs> We got a nil-nil away there, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a and hard we one. Got, look at Rex. I watch Wrexham in the cup against. I thought they were very unlucky the other night. Yeah. Um, I thought they were the better side actually. But um, what a good um, thing for our league, isn't it? That you know to have teams like it. But we should be up there with them, really. Ian. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows if something if takeovers go through and and things start happening. Hopefully yeah, we well, can we've get got back. to have a takeover go through because <laughs> I want to come back and watch them. <laughs> and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.